You are listening to The Real Men Feel Show with Andy Grant. Real Men Feel encourages men to allow and express all of their emotions. Despite what you may have been taught, all emotions do serve you. Real Men Feel is committed to engaging in discussions that most men aren't having, but you don't need to be a man to join us. Listen to us on podcast platforms including iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and many more. You can also watch the show on YouTube by visiting realmenfeel.org slash YouTube. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or subscribe on iTunes by visiting realmenfeel.org slash iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter at realmenfeel.org and at facebook.com slash realmenfeelshow. All links mentioned in each episode are in the show notes found on the blog at realmenfeel.org. Now, let's get into this week's show. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Real Men Feel. This is your host, Andy Grant. Uh, this, this show is really all about reminding men that they can feel, that men are human beings, and that we have emotions, and there's, there's nothing off limits. There, there's no boundaries to what a guy can feel or can't feel or isn't supposed to feel. I think that is all just a crock, right? Um, one of my favorite things is discovering men willing to share their own stories, their adventures, and then how they're serving other people now today. And today, I believe I've got a guy just like that. You know, imagine that. <laughs> um, my guest today is a father, a husband, a son, a motivational speaker, an athlete, a personal trainer, and a transformation coach. So please welcome Mr. Clifford Starks. How are you all doing? Thanks for having me. It's my pleasure. Man, you, you got a lot going on. Yeah, I do. <laughs> Real busy. Has it, have you always been that way? You always get like multiple things going on in your life or? Yeah, I don't, I don't feel a complete human being is an individual doing one thing excellent. I think you have to cover all bases. Hmm. And that's why I focus on doing a variety of things. Cool, cool. So let's see, I, I know you're an athlete and you, you uh, you used to be a UFC fighter, or you still actually are, or how how how's the MMA world? Yeah, for you? I used to fight in the UFC. I actually retired about two years ago. Oh, cool! And did you have a nickname as a fighter? They actually called me Big Cat. Big Cat. All right. Yeah. That's cool. That's cool. Um, were you always just an in shape athletic guy, or did it take effort to get you into into that 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 shape? It actually took a lot of effort. Um, I started off as a really, really chunky kid, and I actually got made fun of because of it. Yeah, so I went through a process. I, w I was just tired of being called the fat kid. I was tired of people telling me to put, that I needed to put a bra on. And all the, you know, kids can be cruel. They can definitely be cruel. And I remember I was, my parents had us in the hotel, and I'm looking, you know how you have the front mirror and the mirror in the back, usually in the hotels? Okay, yeah. So I'm looking through the mirror and I could see my love handles. And that's when I was just kind of like, all right, you know, I got to I gotta make a change. Not for anyone else, but for myself. Mm. So about what age was that, that, that you wanted to change for you? I was about 14 at the time. Cool. And just that conscious decision did did it go really easy or or was it a struggle you know so it it started off as a struggle and then it got a lot easier hmm. everything comes down to they, they talk about the mindset and how important mindset is but some people they can't understand mindset until they've been through the ringer and really understand like how it works how your perception on things is really either empowering or it can just really break you down and my mom ended up telling me a really interesting she gave me an interesting story that made me it, it really aligned with me and helped me go through the process a little bit more i would weigh myself like well first i would weigh myself hourly and i realized that wasn't working so yeah. i started weighing myself daily and i was getting really frustrated and she told me she says son it's like you have this big pool of water and you're taking a cup of water out of the pool every week. And if you just sit there and you stare at that pool daily, it's going to frustrate you because it's just not coming out slow enough. But if you're taking a, a cup out a week, but you're not thinking about it, 
and you just turn, turn away and just go about your day, you'll look back three, six months later and you'll realize, oh, that pool's not as full as it used to be. And so that's where I kind of took it. I took that strategy on and it just, it made my process a lot easier. Cool. Yeah. I mean, we, it, anything we want to accomplish, it takes some focus, but if, if, mm -hmm. if we become obsessive and look at nothing else, then yeah, you don't see the change, the growth, you know, you, you just, you, you're blind to it. Absolutely. Cool. Cool. And were, were you, uh, were you in like team sports? You were, were you athletic before going into MMA? Yeah. Yeah. So I was a wrestler. I was a shot put and a discus thrower. And I also played football. Oh, cool. You did it all. Awesome. Yeah. And so I know you work as, do you work as a personal trainer currently? So, yeah. So I'm a transformational coach. I, I focus mostly on that and I do do personal training on the side. So the transformation coaching part is is kind of coaching beyond beyond health and fitness. It's actually so it's it is beyond health and fitness, but it's it's really an internal thing. And what it does is the personal training is a portion of it. So you have to be physically fit in order to be mentally fit. One doesn't go without the other. Cool. Because I, I wanted to ask. Um... You know what lessons from personal training do you bring into overall coaching? So is that the main thing? Like you, can, they they must go together. They yeah, they absolutely have to go together. Cool. It's it's kind of like if you're trying to. I work with entrepreneurs too, mm -hmm. and you're trying to be the best entrepreneur you can be, but you're sitting at home eating potato chips, not being active, not doing the things that you need to do, and you think you're a high level entrepreneur, you're lying to yourself. Mm. You know, you need to put it all together because a body in motion wants to stay in motion. And when a body's in proper motion, the mind's in proper motion too. Actually, I think you reached out to me uh, about asking like, how do I book guests for the show? Uh -huh. Which uh, is pretty much like, oh, if anyone asks me a question, I talk to them about being a guest on the show. So it's that yeah. easy. But uh, mm -hmm. there, there was something, um, I, th I think it's on your website talking about the, the six steps to greatness. Yes. And, and so I really want to talk about... Um, like what, what greatness means to, to you? I get, yeah, maybe that's the good way to start. Like, so what does greatness mean to you? So greatness means being the very best at what you're gifted in, being elite on your strength. I like to say I help you unlock your superpower. Mm, cool. And so when, you're, yeah, when your superpower is unlocked, then you're in a position to focus in on what you're really, really good at. Okay. And tailoring it up tailoring it up and sharpening it up are most people that come to you aware of what they're good at and they want to sharpen it or do they just have no idea what their skills are they have no idea yeah they have no idea and sometimes they think they have an idea most of the time they really don't hmm. so are, are they really is it just that simple that six steps and and anyone can find their greatness it's really kind of funny that way, but the truth of the matter is most things are more simple than they are complicated. Yeah. Like I, even if you're looking at become like making a lot of money, that there's a simple process behind making money. It doesn't make it necessarily an easy process, at least not at first, especially if your momentum's going the way of not making money, but it is simple steps that need to be implemented and then you'll get to where you need to go essentially yeah. in anything that you want to do. Yeah, I really, I find that in, in my own experience, as well as people that I've worked with, that if we're not doing what we know we should or can, it's like we'll overcomplicate it because we want it to be tough and hard. That, that's our reason for not doing it. So if, if we really own that things are simple, well, there goes half our excuses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So do, do you want to dive in and, and share some of, the, some of these six steps or? Yeah, absolutely. So... So step number one is really just have big thoughts, like think as large as you can. I think we, we play a small game. And the reason I say that is because we're worried about what the society's norms will put upon us. And there's certain things we're all going to be normal at, but there's also other things and other gifts that we have that's just going like, there, certain people have a different gift that nobody else has a different perspective that nobody else has. And so I know I have certain gifts that other people don't have, and you have certain gifts that other people don't have. 
And so it doesn't take from me knowing that, and it doesn't take from you knowing that, but you go all in on the gifts that you have. And the only way you can do that is by thinking as big as you can within your gift. Like how big do you want to go? And it's, it does start with each person has to start somewhere. I'm not going to tell a person who just needs to think a little bit bigger than they're, they're normally used to, to think as big as possible. Like you can take over the world what because of this. And it's like, it's too much because they've never done anything about thinking big. So I need to understand that person before I can understand what thinking big is for them. We are not cookie cutters. We're human beings and every one of us is different. Right. So, so everyone needs to have big thoughts, but those big thoughts are unique to each person. Exactly. Cool. Got it. Yeah. And so then the second step comes down to simply put having a plan. And I say have a long-term plan and a short-term plan because you need both. Having a long-term plan and just thinking about the long-term plan and not doing any short incremental steps to get to that plan doesn't get you anywhere. But if you know what your long-term plan is, and then adjusting accordingly, those small-term plans is going to help you get there. It's kind of like you have a roadmap, and sometimes there's going to be roadblocks. But it doesn't mean that you can't figure out, maneuver, and pivot in the way that you have to to get to your destination. But you have to know where the destination is. Because if you don't know, you're just spinning in circles. Mm. And then the third one, yeah, the third one is, and this is one of the funnier ones because it, it kind of relates in with the first one, which is having big thoughts and it's take passionate action, you know, take intent, intent, a hundred percent action. Now that doesn't mean it has to be big action, but it has to be a passionate action. And the only way you're going to have passionate action is if you have the thought in place to have the action. If you don't have the right thoughts, your, your mind's going to get in its way and you're going to just say, oh, well, I didn't want it that bad anyway, or, oh, I'll just move on to this next thing, or, well, maybe I'll try this over here. And so that's where that big thought, it helps you maintain that passionate, intense action and doing the things that you have to do and moving step by step in the direction that you have to go into. Right. So if, if your big thoughts are more coming from what society or your family or your spouse is saying you should be doing, you won't be able to take that passionate action. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And then the fourth one, and this is really important for not only getting through the process, but enjoying the process. And that's just having faith that things are going to work out because everyone hits bumps in the road. Now it, it depends when you're going to hit those, those bumps, but you're going to hit them. Life is going to kick you and it's going to kick you hard. And it could be friends or family members. It could be a tornado hitting your, it can be anything, you know? And so just knowing like, I know this is going to work. I don't know. I'm, I might be going through a low time, but I know it's going to work some way, somehow it's going to work because I'm not going to stop. I just can't stop. I have to keep moving. And so it's just having that internal faith. And honestly, we have internal faith and we have external faith too. Because you know, when you have the right support system, who's going to build you up, you have to be, it's really important to know who you're dealing with and who you're surrounding yourself with. And so that kind of leads into the fifth step, which is take responsibility. And Take responsibility doesn't mean you, you run up to the mountaintop and say, I take responsibility. <laughs> but it does mean, you know, control what you can. Control what you can at the most that you can control it. Control it at 100%. We can't dictate what people are going to think, what people are going to say, how people are going to act. But we can, can, we can predict what we're going to do, how we're going to do it how we're going to perceive the situation that's put in front of us and what we're going to surround ourselves with. We're going to take responsibility of all those things. And we're going to know that you need to surround yourself with those who are going to lift you up. Because if you're lifted up, you're functioning at a higher level. When you're functioning at a higher level, things will happen in your life. It's guaranteed. It will happen in your life. 
And it's not to say that there's not going to be haters. It's not to say that tough times will come. But it is to say that you're going to build yourself up enough in all areas of your life that even when those tough times come, you're strong enough to take them on. Cool. Yeah. In my own uh, life, there were times when responsibility really scared me because I thought I thought blame would come with responsibility. And, mm-hmm. and I see that in a lot of other men too. But, but once you... Once I did take responsibility for my life, for my mood, for my outlook, you know, everything else was easier. It, it's it's almost the, it, but there can be a fear of responsibility that, that keeps people from, from claiming that. Absolutely. So true. Yeah, it's very true. And so I call it the sixth step. And so the sixth step is the greatness within. And so greatness within, it's really interesting. And I think people have to go through the first five steps before they can even understand feel like truly feel the sixth step. And so even in my course, I only take some people through the sixth step piece because it's the hardest piece. And it's saying it's more than just you. It's bigger than you. Greatness within means you're, you're becoming great internally. So you can spread that out externally. If you're your best self, you can help other people. And I actually talked with one of my coaches about this because I I have my own coaches as well. And I said, um, they asked me, what do you want to do? I said, I want to change the world. And she's like, how are you going to do that? I said, by changing myself. The more I change myself, the stronger I become, the more light I can shine and remind people to shine their own. Yeah. Awesome. So so service, it's a big part of being great. Absolutely. Yeah, great. Yeah, it's uh, great. I, I, I is, up great. Yeah, I say that is essentially what greatness is, yeah. is you're so strong. You're so strong in every area, you are capable to serve. And as human beings, we're built to serve. Mm-hmm. Like we're built to do that. Yeah. And a lot of people make the mistake of trying to serve before they're, they're full. They're, they're depleted. They don't have the self-love, the energy, the, the right eating. The, they don't have the health. And they try to give and help. And it just it, it drains them further and isn't helping people as much as they could be. 100%, Andy. It's 100%. So are, are these six steps, did you, are, did you develop these from seeing them in your own life or seeing them in other people's lives? How, how did you come to define these? You know, so it is, it's part of my story. And then it went even further with the clients that I trained. You know, I saw it really started with seeing certain people not getting to where they needed to go. And everybody knows, like, they know what they need to do. You know what I mean? Like, you can tell anyone, like, all right, what do you have to do, right? And so it it comes down, and sometimes people don't know what they need to do. It's not always the case. But there's three pieces that really come down, and it's like accountability, where's your mindset at, and strategy. And if you have those three things, you'll get to where you need to go. Um, A lot of people can find the strategy, especially nowadays. All you have to do, get a Google search, a YouTube search, you'll find the information that you need to find. Uh, When it comes to the mindset, see, mindset's a little more complicated because talking about what mindset is doesn't really do much. That's like if an Olympic athlete just sat there and talked about how much they were going to train and then they didn't do any of the training, it doesn't go anywhere. It doesn't move the needle. Nothing happens. And so that's, that's part of it and accountability for someone to say like, hey, what are you doing? You know, as a coach, Like you have to call people on their crap because either you're getting conditioned or you're getting deconditioned. You're doing one or the other. There is no, I'm just sitting here and I'm comfortable. That's bull crap. And you're lying to yourself. If you're thinking that's true, you're either moving forward or you're moving backwards. And it's hard for people to admit that sometimes it's hard for a person to say, crap, I've been moving backwards. But the truth of the matter is the sooner you can admit that to yourself, is the sooner you can do something about it and be glad that you're doing something about it. You're, you're playing your journey. Every person's playing their own journey. So admitting to your crap doesn't hurt you in any way. It just helps you take the shackles off and move in the direction that you need to move into. Cool. So 
is what stops most people from reaching their greatness? Is it usually one of those three items or is it something else? Yeah, it's, I'd like to say something as simple as a negative frequency would best would be the best way to explain it. Like a low frequency. Mm -hmm. If you're, and we've all been there, like we've all been there where the pressure's just so hard. Like you want to blame people. You want to make excuses. You want to say it's the external world's fault. You want to say, if I, if this happened, if I was here, if this was this way, if I had this, you want to give a reason behind it instead of going internally. Cause going internally can be kind of scary, especially if you're not used to doing it. The second you say like, wow, I failed a lot in my life and that's okay. See, failure's actually okay, but it depends on what frequency you're saying you're failing it. So if you're, if you're at a low frequency and you're feeling like a failure, then you're blaming everything. You think you're stupid. You think you're dumb. You think you're incapable. You think you can't do it. But if you're at a 10, if you're functioning high and you fail, you see possibility. Hmm. I know I can do this. I know I can get better. I know I can put this together. I know I can find the right team. And so that's the big difference. Like that's going to be the big difference. It's really what your frequency is. Hmm. It's not to say that uh, your show talks about how men should be allowed to fill and they should be allowed to fill, but it's how you're going to perceive those feelings. And that's going to be huge. If you're perceiving them as like, all right, this is a chance for me to grow from this, to learn from this, to educate myself so that I can educate others. Or you can use those feelings as this is how weak I am. This is how much I suck. This is how unworthy I am. And that's what gets people in trouble yeah. when they have that unworthy barrier in their, in their way. Yeah. And uh, so just to, to touch on failure, it, it, I've heard it explained another way and it feels like you're kind of saying the same thing. We, we can, everyone has the opportunity to see failure as something temporary, which would be a, from a high frequency, or is something, you know, a failure means, oh, I'm always a failure, right? You, you catastrophize it. You make it, a, you make it seem like it's an, an eternal state of failure. And that'd be a low frequency. Yeah. Cool. Got it. Absolutely. Cool. You know, um, you, you talking about your, your high frequency and being of service and wanting to shine your light, really, it, it, it seems contradictory to my stereotype of a UFC fighter. So, 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 so I wonder, what did you learn from your time as being a, a UFC fighter? Did you, did you have this mindset then, or did, did that somehow add to where you are now? It, um, being a fighter is only added to who I am. And so it, even, even what you're saying, like having the stereotype, like as human beings, we have them, yeah. you know, and they're not wrong. It's, it's like, it's in our nature. And I think what's funny is, we say, don't judge a book by its cover, but that's impossible not to do because yeah, we're that, human beings. Yeah, and that, that's yeah. what covers are for. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's what we do. It's yeah. what we do. So the sooner we realize that we do it, the sooner we can have conversations like, like me and you are having right now. Is You said, well, stereotypically, that's not what I would think of a UFC fighter. And it, it's just like, so explain further, right? Uh, there's, there's no personal grudge here. And that's the way I think people should really get along with one another it's just like we should be able to ask questions we should be able to do these things because that's where people learn and educate one another but yeah i've always i've always had this and the biggest thing is i look at i look at fighting as fighting is the best competition you can have but it's the best competition you can have with yourself you are not competing with the other person you are not and what people see it as is there's going to be a winner and there's going to be a loser, right? But if you can see it at a higher frequency and you see two warriors are getting in there, they both signed a contract. They both know what they signed up for. They're getting in to do the best show they can. And they take that and they do the best they can. Everybody wins because you're going to have someone who wins and gets their hand raised. You're going to have someone who loses and learns from the lesson. Like, okay, what do I do better? How do I do better? What can I 
oh, maybe I'll condition a little bit more, I'll condition a little bit less, or I'll change my eating here, or I just got caught, but I'll angle this way next time to make the odds more in my favor, whatever it needs to be. And the crowd wins because they get to see a, a great show. And that's what it comes down to is like, if you're functioning high, everyone can win. This is a world where everyone can win and fighting as well. <laughs> that, that's really interesting. And, you know, uh, looking at your stuff on Facebook, I, I, I'd like to, you know, look for um, just photos and quotes and, and see what I can gather from, from people that, that I haven't talked to very much. And you have yeah. a, a, a meme of you just standing outside and smiling brightly. You do have a great smile. And it says, share your yeah. smile with the world. And then I hit the yeah. next picture and it's, you know, it's posters from the fights. And it's like, <laughs> smiling. And it, it's just such a, it was such a cool contrast to see, but it, it really made me think like, well, how, you know, did you ever let that like shut down that aspect of you? Can like, can you meet someone in the octagon and go, Hey brother, how you doing? I, I want to shine my light with you tonight. You know, yeah. could, could those really mix or not? So I'll tell you when you're, when you're fighting, you are fighting. Like there is no like, Hey, how you doing? Yeah. <laughs> like, Give punch in the face, like, oh, that ended bad. So you're doing what you need to do in the situation that you need to do with it. And this is why it's really cool with coaching, too. Because as a coach, they are paying you to be their coach. They're not paying you to be their friend. They're not paying you to tell them what you want to hear, right? So there's different scenarios for different places depending on the situation that you're in you're going to have to play to the strength of that person and i think a, a well-tailored individual is someone who practices in all areas of life because it strengthens them you can actually get stronger in all areas of life if you know what you're doing and why you're doing it so to me fighting is a test it is a test of how mentally strong can you be can you step in that cage when all those negative voices, because we do have our negative voices too, and they're yelling at us like, what are you doing? You're crazy. Don't you know that that guy wants to punch you and kick you and hurt you? You don't have to go in there. Why are you walking in there? Oh, crap. You walked and the cage closed, you know, and then you have that warrior voice. The one that's like, yeah, let's do this. We're going to make this happen. We're going to put this together, right? And you can take that and use that with your family. Because we all know, as much as men love their women, because we love our women, but they're crazy. <laughs> they are. Not all the time, but sometimes. And it's being able to maintain discipline, because that's what fighting is, discipline. To maintain discipline and not yell and scream and say you're wrong. Even when they're wrong, it doesn't help you. It, I've never seen it help a man saying, you're wrong, and this is why. I'll show you the blueprint. And then the woman looks at it like, oh, I guess I was wrong that time. Like, it doesn't work. So what you do is you maintain your discipline and you handle the situation accordingly. You know, as a warrior would handle the situation. You take a couple of breaths, you remind them you love them, or you do what you need to do, walk away for a second, let them calm down, whatever it needs to be. And then you remind them that, hey, we're both on the same side. Because sometimes people have bad days, you know, maybe your wife got cut off on the road somewhere and she's mad and she wants to take it all on the next person that they see. And that's how crazy it can be sometimes. And so when we can discipline ourselves, though, in certain areas of our life, we can discipline ourselves in every area of life. Now, from talking to you previously, I know that you're, you're out to create a movement. Mm -hmm. right? So, so tell, tell us more about that. So ultimately, I just want people to treat one another at their highest frequency. I think when we're all vibrating at a higher frequency, uh, we all end up winning at the end of the day. And we win because we allow people to share and be the gifts that they were always meant to be. It's like the second we, life's gonna get hard with people or without people, it's gonna get hard. You know, you're gonna have trials and tribulations. And so if we can stand up for our fellow man and woman, 
and do the very best that we can for ourselves and for them and to remind them that they have to be strong and build themselves as well and always learn and always grow and take responsibility, we'd be a better society. You know, we'd move in the direction that we need to move into because we just, we have this want and desire to do the right thing. Like I've coached so many people and I know that's so true. Like we want to be our best. We want to function high. We want to do all these things. And some people just talk about it and some people actually talk about it and do it. And some people don't talk about it at all and just do it. And I think the more people that we can get on the boat of actually doing it and putting it together, uh, the better off we all will be. So is, is reaching the, that place, that feeling, that vibration of, of tapping into the greatness within, is that like a, like a static finish line or is that something that's constantly changing and moving and like it's not really a, a, a place you reach, it's something you're always kind of seeking? It's organic, so you're, you are always seeking it. It never, ever stops. It's kind of like if, if you were to eat a clean meal, right, and you did that for three months, and you stamped it like, yes, now I'm healthy. I can stop. <laughs> like, no, you don't get that option. You know, it's something that constantly moves and constantly goes. And that's the beauty of it. Yeah, so it's, it's much more about the, the journey and the quest for our individual greatness as opposed to, hey, I made it. Now I'm, now I'm done. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> cool. So that so that's, feels very much in alignment with, with um, athletics. Mm -hmm. you know, I did. Hey, I did a push-up yesterday. Now I'm healthy. Like, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, hundred percent. Mm -hmm. right. And I, I, the people that that are attracted to you, that the people that you enjoy working with the most, is is there a kind of is there a common goal that that they are after that that gets them to connect with you? Yeah, you know. So my biggest thing is right now I'm working more with dads. Um, I've worked with everybody, and largely put. I'm there for the underdog. You know, when people are feeling down, beaten, and broken, I'm there to lift them up, you know, and get them functioning high. And when they function high, see, this is what's funny about it, is an underdog is just a low-functioning individual. That's all it is. So just because they're low-functioning doesn't mean they can't be high-functioning. And it's like society sometimes will beat you up so bad and shut you up so much that you don't, you just, you function low because you think that's what you are. Mm. And you're so much more than that. I go, we're, we're having this physical experience, but we're more than just the physical experience that we have, you know? And so I think anyone can almost kind of acquaintly answer to this. And I'm, I'm not, I don't go God or religious, um, but I do say there's an inner being in an individual. There's a soul that burns inside that individual and they're more than just the flesh that they fill. Yeah. Cool. So it sounds like whether someone's low functioning or high functioning, that level of functioning is, is learned behavior. It, it's taught to them. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So if, if you see yourself as low functioning and you, you know, you think you're a loser, you got all these negative thoughts, like you learned that and you can also learn mm. to, to rise above that. Absolutely. I wonder if there is there a, a a habit, a practice, a book, a, a program, anything that that has helped you that feels top of mind to to share with everybody. Um, I've read a couple books. One of my favorites was actually Think and Grow Rich, and I really, I recently actually read this book. It's about two years ago. Uh, Psycho Cybernetics, very good read, and it's something that I've been practicing openly for a long time. Um, but now it, it's almost like going through my coaching process. I did certain things because I had to like life put me in survival instinct to have to do it. I, you have the choice either you're going to do it or you're not going to do it. But I, I worked on myself in the way that I needed to work on myself to get myself to where I was. But now these books kind of explain it and make it make sense. Like, oh, okay, well, oh, okay, this piece and all that piece. Because people are either they're running from pain or they want pleasure. 
you know? And when you can figure out the psychology behind an individual, that's when you can get them to shine their own light. Cool. You know, I, uh, <laughs> Think and Grow Rich is one of the most frustrating books I, I've ever read because I've read it yeah. multiple times. And in, like uh -huh. the, the phrase that keeps getting repeated in that book, at least the, that stands out in my memory, is that um, you must think a certain way. And I kept reading yeah. it, like waiting for the, well, where's the chapter that tells me the certain way to think? And then I finally yeah. got like, oh no, it, it means think with certainty about all, all of my thoughts. Be certain that yeah. I'm wealthy. I'm like, oh, I kept waiting for the, where's the chapter telling me how to think certainly? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was like, I was finally in a, like, a study group that was going with that book. And I finally like, people kept talking about thinking, think the certain way, think the certain way. And I was like, yeah. well, when it, what's the certain way? What do you mean? I'm like, no, that, that certainty. I'm like, oh mm -hmm. man. Jeez. All right. Well, I, what, what's so cool about that, though, too, is so that was your aha moment, mm. you know? And so just off of what I'm talking about, how these things are simple, they are simple things, yeah. but we have to go through the process several times consistently every day. And then one day it's just like, oh, my God, it was right in front of me this entire time. Yeah. Like it was, yeah, it was right in front of you this entire time. It, it doesn't make anyone wrong because everyone goes through that process in one way or another. It's like consistency, 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 consistency. And oh, there it all is. Oh, wow. Now that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's always, there's only one person between me and everything I want in life. And mm -hmm. it, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it, yeah. And it, it, it was decades before I could get that. And, and again, mm -hmm. not take it with victimhood or blame or, oh, I'm a loser. I'm blocking myself. Like, no. Oh, wait, it's just me? Well, well yeah. shit, I can change me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, absolutely. You know, it's much easier. And that's going back to some of your steps. Like, when you take responsibility for that, when, if, if we blame other people for where we are in life, um, for what we're not accomplishing, what, whatever it is, we can't change them. But when you take responsibility, yeah. that, that opens the door to change. A hundred percent. Cool. Uh, you seem like this, uh, boy, really well-rounded, grounded, spiritual, and physical being. And mm -hmm. I, I, so I wonder, where, where did you learn what it means to be a man? Um, <laughs> probably around six. As scary as that sounds, um, so my 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 grandfather was buried when I was five years old, and I I remember that, you know, I remember that, and just saying like, wow, we're all gonna be six feet under one day, mm. you know, we're all gonna die, and um, knowing that rem allowed me to say, well, if we're all gonna die, we all better live. You know, we get that option. I remember one day my, my bio, he's not my biological dad, but he is my dad. You know, he's always been there for me. And my mom um, remarried around, I think I was between five and six actually at the time. And he, he took me in front of the mirror and he goes, whatever you do, take responsibility in your life good or the bad consequences. And so having that was a powerful message for me. And it, it's something that I stuck with, you know, in everything in my life. And it's something that I continue to stick with. And I'm, I'm constantly growing just off what we talked about. It's an organic thing. There is no static spot where you're just done. You're never done. You always do your best and be your best for yourself and for the people that you care about. Like you always want to shine your light because there's going to be dark times, you know, like maybe you don't get enough sleep. Maybe your kid's acting nuts. Maybe your wife's yelling at you. Maybe life's just not going great. Maybe you just had a bad day. And those are all little dark moments. And that's why you have to constantly fill your cup and do the things you need to do and be the best you can and not only do it for yourself, but remind others to do it for themselves too, because it's better for everybody. Cool. Yeah. When, um, when I was 
younger and you know my, my worldview was was life sucks just mm. life sucks then you die so as far as you're like oh we're all gonna die so i better live i was yeah. like well we're all gonna die so why the frick why, why bother like you know my yeah. life just die now that was really a look yeah. at from a young, young age but but mm. but again once uh you know, once I started growing and, and wanting to feel better and realized it was in my, my hands, I, I did have the power yeah. to feel better. Um, I would get frustrated often that there was no end point, right? Mm. Come on, I, I, aren't I healed now? Isn't this done? But, but, yeah. but then eventually I, I still got used to enjoy that and realized that it is all a journey. And as long as there's more, well, then there's a reason to be here, right? Yeah. If, if, we are, if any human being got to like, I'm complete, well, then if that yeah. was true, you, you'd, you know, that's probably the, maybe the moment you die. <laughs> like, it just, yeah. 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 So, so as long as there's more to discover, to heal, to experience, that now I see that, oh, great, that's, that's I mean, that's life. A hundred percent. You know, what's so crazy, um, when we talk about this experience, right, um, I, I speak of every time you meet a new individual, and have a conversation with a new individual and understand their story and why they are the way that they are and their perspective, you not only learn about that person, you learn more about yourself. And so that's the beauty of the journey is we, we get to have these amazing experiences and we get to consistently always understand ourselves better and understand others better. And that's a cool, powerful thing. Yeah. I mean, it's often said people, everyone we meet is, is a mirror of ourselves mm. and they can be mirroring someone, someone you really like might be mirroring something that you like about yourself and yeah. then someone else that you just can't stand. They might be mirroring something you can't stand about yourself and you don't, mm. you know, they're there to help you recognize what that is. But, yes. but yeah, we, I mean, we, as human beings, we're social creatures. We strive for connection and, and even connection that doesn't necessarily feel good uh, does bring gifts and, and is, is serving us on some level. Absolutely. So yeah. So even if it feels like the mirror you're seeing yourself in is all cracked and in a mess, like no, no, it's good. You know, things to work yeah. on, right? You can, mm -hmm. you can repair that. You can repair that mirror. hundred percent. Yeah. Awesome. So so with all of your life experiences, with all the work you've done with people, I wonder if is there is there one particular thing you wish that more men knew? Honestly, I do think it comes down to taking the responsibility and taking the responsibility so strongly that you take the time to build yourself up before you try and externally give your gift. Mm. I mean, I think we're, as I've gone through my journey and I've worked with certain coaches, there's a lot of people who just aren't good coaches. And I don't mean that to bash or destroy people, but it's true because you're taking people who haven't even experienced their life yet. And they're telling other people how to experience theirs. You're like, go experience your life first. And then you can take the time to go tell people what experiences you've had and what stories you've had and what trials and tribulations you've been through. But until you've gone through anything, you can't tell other people anything, honestly. And that's not a bad thing. That's just an honest thing. Mm. Yeah. Like if, if, um, you know, if I was seeking, uh, you know, some sort of a finance coach and there, there's somebody that was just born into millions and didn't like, yeah. like, well, well, yeah, you might know how to use it, but you don't help <laughs> how to get it. They're like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and that's one thing that, you know, whenever I meet people, encourage people that, that, that feel a calling to, to share themselves, to, to speak, to get out there more. I always tell them like, share your experience. Cause that's, no one can argue your experience. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It's mine. No, I, I live this. Like there's no yeah. debate about it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Whereas where uh, if you, you know, it's not a class that we took or, Oh, we misunderstood some teaching from someone else. Like, no, I'm, I'm telling you what I lived because I think it can help you. And that's like, mm -hmm. you know, and it's up to you to take it, to try it, whatever. But yeah, you can't, no one can debate you on your own experience. hundred mm -hmm. percent true. Cool. So, so You've had a already, already very varied, wide-ranging life of experiences. Um, yeah. I, I, does something stand out as to as to what you're most proud of? Hmm. Man, I've <laughs> I got so many things. I mean, I I. The my biggest thing right now would probably be. You know, I'm I was proud that I stepped in the cage the first time. 
the first time I stepped in that damn cage. And that's what's so funny because the first time's the hardest time. And so the first time you do anything is going to be probably the hardest time. When I had to learn how to sell people on themselves, you know, even as a personal trainer and going through that trade and understanding, I have to actually go talk directly to people. I have to um, ask the right questions and actively listen and figure out how to service these people properly because it's not as simple as, oh, just do this, this, and this. Oh, was that it? Was that what I was missing? Uh, so getting, getting in that cage with all of my voices in my head, like I've always had my, let's do this, woo, woo, my, my raw and cheerleader voice. Um, but I got to hear them all, you know, I got to hear them all and I got to hear them speak really, really loud on um, you crazy son of a bitch. What are you doing right now? Why are you all oh, crap? We're in the cage. Like I just, and I saw it and, and it's like, be stronger than the voices that are in your head. Always be stronger than them because when you can beat them the first time you can always beat them. I love that. And it, and that, if truly in the midst of a fight with, with kicks and blows coming to your head and you know, are, are your negative thoughts even running then, or are you really focused on your body and physicality then? So, so when it first starts, you're, you're kind of running on your adrenaline and you're, your body's just second nature. It's just kind of going second nature on what you're practicing. Mm -hmm. But when the guy doesn't fall over right away and he's still coming back at you and then you get tired, then those voices start coming back like, I told you, now you're exhausted. Like, shut up. I got this. And I'm going to take care of business. <laughs> yeah, so when you've just thrown, thrown the best punch you've ever thrown in your life and, and it had no effect on someone, that's when yeah, the voices yeah, get louder. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's funny because they talk about, you, you've heard the saying, the hardest part is going to the gym, right? Yeah. That's not the hardest part. That is not the hardest part. Like there's harder parts. And that's what, that's what getting to elite is. You know, when you're going to an elite level, that's not easy at first. See, what, the cool thing about being elite is once you get there, it's in your nature too. So you're always trying to, okay, I can do this better. I can do this better. That's what discipline is. I can do this. I can do this. I can make this happen. But for it to just be like, just follow your passion. Just, just do what you love. Nothing should be hard. They're lying to you. <laughs> They're lying to you. Life is going to be hard sometimes. And it's what you do during those moments that are going to define you. Are you going to continue or are you going to quit? Yeah. I mean, so being elite and disciplined means you welcome that hardest part. You want a new, I, I've conquered that. Give me, give me something. What's the next level? What's the next hard Absolutely. thing? Yeah. 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 And it is, it is kind of a, a panacea when we're told, you know, just, just find your passion. Everything flows with easy. <laughs> and it, it does yeah. at times, but it's not yeah. all the time. Yeah. 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 It's just like you have flow in self, but flow does not mean that suffering doesn't come with it. Mm there will be suffering and you can flow within the suffering. You can know, like, I know I can get through this. Right. You can know that part, but to pretend like it's not there and you're just good. Like, Oh yeah, I'm not feeling, Oh yeah, I'm good. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that's just denial. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah exactly. that's not taking responsibility. That's just denial. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Cool. Uh, is there anything coming up that you're looking forward to? Um, you know, I'm having a lot of fun building this business right now because the coolest thing, like I'll, I'll go a little bit in the story for me, business was always seen as this, the big evil corporation taking on the small employed individual and crushing him. And, and as I've gone through my business journey, it's not that like you can service people. You can be an owner who services other people. So I want to build my business out and I want to just service as many people as I can and help as many people through their journey as I can and be compensated accordingly. Mm -hmm. Cool. Cool. Yeah. And that's an, um, that's an important thing to mention. Uh, a lot of people that, you know, are, are conscious of their spirituality and, and mm -hmm. want to be of service, you know, they'll, another excuse, another thing that just gets in their own way is, you know, oh, I shouldn't charge for this. Or no, I just want to help people. And again, it goes back yeah. to 
Yeah, if your cup's empty, you can't help. If, if you can't pay your bills, yeah. you cannot help anybody. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, lo- I look at it as uh, virtue and vices. Mm. And so every virtue has a vice. And it has a vice on both ends. So if you're just, I love everybody so much that I don't love myself. Well, that's dangerous. And if you're at, I love me so much that I don't love other people. Well, that's a narcissist. And so there's vices on both ends. And so you have to love your community. You have to love the society, but you also have to love yourself. You have to love both in order to be truly healthy. Yeah. And and in, in my experience, we as human beings cannot love anything else if we don't first love ourselves fully. Hundred, yeah, hundred percent. Cool. Otherwise, yeah, it's just an act we're pretending, mm-hmm. and it's yeah, and it'll be felt. Cool. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so what, what, what's the what's the best way for people to learn more about you, reach out, and get in contact with you? So, I have my website www.cliffordstarks.com, and you can also email me at info at cl- or info at cliffordstarks.com. And are are you active on social media? Do you like engaging yeah, so, in a special place? Or? Yeah, I'm on uh, Instagram, Clifford Starks One. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. I'm actually decently easy to get a hold of because I, I try to respond to other people. I really appreciate uh, you making the time, and, and I really appreciate that you reached out to me to begin with. Um, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I think you're a fascinating guy and have just such an interesting – um, background and again, I just love the the mix of the the fighter, the warrior, and, and you know, you re- you really are one of those people. You're you're truly a warrior of light. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate being on. I think I appreciate you having me too. Cool. Is there anything else you want to share? Uh, just keep being great. Do the best that you can. Surround yourself with people who are trying to strive and do great things too, because mm-hmm. you can't be great without being around other greatness. Beautiful. Yeah. I mean, like, like, you know, all energy is contagious. hundred percent. Yeah. It can be at misery or greatness. So yeah. Choose greatness. Mm-hmm. Yes. A hundred percent. Cool. So thanks again, Clifford, for joining us. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. Wherever you are finding Real Men Feel, um, please uh, give a share, a like, uh, give a comment, give feedback. We love to hear from you. And uh, as Clifford proves, you want to be on the show? Reach out. That's how, you, that's how people are discovered. Uh, Amen. Thank you. Until next time, be good to yourselves. Bye. Thank you for listening to Real Men Feel. Reach out to us at realmenfeel at gmail.com. Learn more about Andy Grant at theandygrant.com. Until next time, visit realmenfeel.org or the Real Men Feel Facebook group and share what you thought of this episode. Please give this podcast a review on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you are discovering Real Men Feel.